0: This is Changing the Rules, a podcast about designing the life you want to live. Hosted by Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world.
1: Morning, everybody. Welcome to Changing the Rules. This is Casey Dempster. And as our announcer told you at the very beginning, this is a podcast about changing the rules and designing the life you want to live. And we like to talk about changing the rules because when we have discovered that when uh, people decide to take control of their lives and to design it to be the way that they want and need it to be, oftentimes they do have to change rules. So um, some people need permission for some reason to do that. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to introduce you to people who have given themselves permission to change rules. And as a result, they're living exciting and, and interesting lives.
2: Yeah, and uh, we need to capitalize on these people. You know, being one of the luckiest people in the world is, uh, is it's... It's a special person, because these are people who, first of all, take control of their lives and design them. And uh, that's not an easy thing to do. And, and in fact, it's an ongoing kind of a thing to do. And, and one of the things that we hope you're going to get out of our podcast is by get, being exposed to many of the luckiest people in the world, one every week, we hope you're going to get excited and motivated, and uh, you're going to get new ideas about how you can can uh, go with the flow. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today is one of the special things. Uh, You know, we talked to you about the luckiest people in the world designing their own lives, but we're also going to talk to you today about one of the luckiest people in the world knowing where they're going, but being prepared to pivot. So, we're going to take a uh, short station break just to let you know where you are, and we're coming back with Emily Morgan.
0: You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information.
1: Welcome back, everybody. And I am delighted this morning to introduce uh, our guest, Emily Morgan, who is the founder of a company called Delegate Solutions. And uh, we got to know Emily because... Ray is availing himself of what Delegate Solutions provides.
2: Yes, they are running my life for me, as a matter of (laughs) fact. So, so Emily, say hello, first of all. No, nothing more. Just say hello. Morning. Hello. Uh, You had to make it different, didn't you? She changes the rules. You changed the rules on us over here, which is exactly what we expected you. So, uh, long ago, and oh, so far away, because I've been a customer of Emily's for a while, uh, I needed help. I, I needed to figure out how to get some strategic, strategic assistance, but I no longer had an office. I no longer had a place to put employees, and I no longer, uh, you know, had the need for a full-time person. So uh, Emily was recommended to me out of a coaching program, and we had a chance to meet because uh, she is a uh, South Jersey, Greater Philadelphia uh
3: Native, okay, local
2: person, local person. And uh, what she does through a company called Delegate Solutions is to provide premium virtual assistant support. And that's what I'm availing myself of. Mm-hmm. And there's also some delegation coaching that goes into the process. And she is one of the remote workforce thought leaders. In the country. In the whole country. And she's had several accolades. Uh, There was a time when she was one of the Forbes fastest growing 50 companies in the whole country. And even now, with all this stuff going, she just got another accolade of being one of the top fastest growing companies in the Philadelphia area. So uh, Emily, welcome, welcome and welcome. And uh, tell us a little bit about the strategy behind Delegate Solutions.
3: Thanks, guys. Very excited to be here. So, the strategy behind our business is really to create, help people create freedom to do what they love. So, a lot of what you talk about, Ray, is changing the rules. We're all all about creating freedom so that you have time to do the different things that you like in your life, whether it's growing your business or spending more time with family or pursuing some kind of hobby. Um, It's all about finding ways to strategically clear your plate to make room. For extra time. So the way that we tackle that is really through delegation. And part of the, one of the things that makes us different is that we're not only here to for you to delegate to, we help our clients figure out what to delegate and how to delegate and put processes together to make sure that's successful. Yeah.
2: You know, and you do all the hiring and screening of people too, don't you? And uh, talk for a minute about, I know you took a lot of time to match my needs and, and, and me personally, my personal instinctive way I do business with the assistance that I was going to uh, work with. So uh, talk a little bit about that, if you will.
3: Yeah. Part of what we do is, is an art and it's also a science. So You know, when we're looking at um, pairing our clients with team members, it's really about understanding, you know, what your specific needs are, What times of day do you work? How responsive do you need someone to be? What type of skill set are you looking for? What type of personality do you work really well with or have had challenges with? Um, We use a tool that I I know, Ray, you're familiar with called the Colby test. um, And we use that to validate our team's ability to do the work. And then we also use it to inform how we go about supporting our clients based on their Colby scores.
2: I have to comment on this. excuse me, because it's an entirely different world of working. So, I have a strategic assistant who happens to live, you know, a couple hundred miles away. And I have had other people that I've worked with from time to time from across the country, and I've never personally met them. And yet, uh, we have meetings, and we'll sit down, and all of a sudden, my video monitor in front of me opens up, and I get this great smiling face every week, and the smiling face, or the body behind the smiling face, solves all my problems and makes my life simpler. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's a little different, but it's, it's wonderful. It works. And you use teams now, too, don't you? You just, you just don't uh, help a person with one strategic assistant. You actually have background teams. And I know there's a lot of uh, support that goes on in the background. So, take a minute and talk about that, please.
3: Yeah, I mean the administrative world in general. I think it's a pretty high turnover industry, um, and that can be really painful when you've handed something off to someone and things are moving along really well, and they quit or they don't they don't come to work that day. Um, so we've taken the steps and made our team our employees. So we we take all the responsibility for managing them, hiring them, vetting them, all of that type of stuff. But um, for us, it's about a, creating a teamed approach for clients so that they always have somebody, you know, present and active and aware of what's going on in their world. Um, and we pull on the strengths of two different types of people. So one person is really there to be the project manager to do the delegation strategy, and then the other is there to handle all the execution on the task level. Can we? to create a level of
2: redundancy for clients. And there and there's a lot of backup beyond that because uh, when I know I, as an entrepreneur, need some special skills and maybe my uh, the person I'm working with doesn't have them all, there's a whole background team that you bring into force and uh, it's a lot easier than me having to do that research and going out in the marketplace and finding support people. So thank you for that. Of course. OK, right. so so there's a story behind this. And uh, I know, uh, I, I guess, 12, 13 years ago, something like that, that you started Delegate Solutions.
3: Yep. Uh,
2: and And you started it. You were a student at Penn. Is that correct? Or were you beyond that when you started Delegate?
3: was beyond that, but I, when I worked at Penn, I was able to go to school there for free. So I graduated from UPenn with my bachelor's basically for free. (laughs) It took a while.
2: Yeah. But boy, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's, that's a (laughs) couple hundred thousand dollar tab there going on right now. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so where did this idea come from and how did it evolve and how did you put it together?
3: Yeah, I think, um, I worked at university of Penn, like I shared. So one of my first clients when I started the business was my old boss at Penn. So (laughs) they were a client from the very beginning. Um, But I started the company when I was, uh, I just had had my son and I was not interested in commuting in and out of the city and trying to have a baby at the same time. So I knew I had the administrative skill set to do admin work. I, I recently had learned that you could do this remotely. What I didn't know was anything about business. So I'm a self-taught entrepreneur. I never went to school. My degree is in English, not in business. Um, So, you know, basically had to figure out how to start and grow a company, which that was 13 years ago.
1: And I think that that leads us to something that it's important for our listeners to understand is that your remote assistants are all working from their homes. So you're providing an opportunity for an entire workforce to be able to stay home and get their work done and still balance family and, and work and all of those stressors that that we find in our lives, especially during the past six to seven months.
3: Yeah, I think I shared in the beginning that Our mission is to create freedom for people to do what they love. And that's not just for our clients. That's for our team members as well. So, you know, we really have created an opportunity where people can do work that's professional and fulfilling, but more on their own terms.
2: Yeah. And, and you were working remotely from the beginning here and look at how important that is today. I mean, so all of your people are fully engaged and they're working. Okay. Where other people that were coming to work may or may not have been working.
3: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I feel like for 13 years, I fought this battle around remote work, why it works, how it works. And overnight, you know, the world had a reckoning around, we need to figure this out. But for us, where the challenge came into play is that so many of our team members are mothers and mothers were significantly impacted by this in ways that other demographics were not. So we've, we've had to deal with that as we navigated this, like we all knew how to work remotely. There was no change for us there. It was really just about now these women are trying to do this with kids not in school or homeschooling on top of work.
2: Right, right. Yeah, and I know you did some really unique things for your your team, because uh, uh, t- talk a minute about the invention of daycare camp or whatever. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to get the words right, but tell us about it.
3: Yeah, we, <laughs> we did something called a virtual kids camp. So, you know, things were going crazy. Everybody's kids were home. So we said, you know what? It takes a village. And we put on a virtual kids camp where we basically created like a Google spreadsheet. Everybody would volunteer for different time slots across the day. And we invited our clients, children, our children. Some of our clients like volunteered to teach some of the sessions. But we did it for like probably five weeks where we were just running camp for kids. And we would, you know, I was teaching, uh, we would make cards for first responders. My mother was teaching hula. One of our clients was teaching Mandarin.
2: (laughs) I want to be invited to see mom teach hula. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, I, I want to think this through a little bit, because I think there's some really unique stuff here. Uh, so, your business model was not only great for the entrepreneur, your ultimate quiet, because uh, I know I was disrupted a lot less than probably many of my counterparts. Uh, I didn't have to worry about people not coming to the office. I didn't have to worry about putting in this emergency remote system. I didn't have to worry about uh, my staff taking off time. Time to babysit and take care of
1: kids. (laughs) That's because your staff is old. (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) well, you know, age has some value too. You know, but 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 I think I think the whole business model uh, really is interesting and. Uh, from the point of view of entrepreneurs, I think that it's something worthwhile putting into their system. Talk a little bit about your solo entrepreneur program because I think there are a lot of people out there that would be interested in this, and that, and you have it, and you have it, you have it down pat.
3: <laughs> well, we're always working to make it better <laughs> for sure. Um, so our program basically we sell time for money. So. Clients come in and they purchase blocks of hours that they can use across the month. Um, and the team builds out a delegate strategy that brings the most return on investment for those hours sold. Um, and that looks different for everybody. So a lot of what we do is personal tasks. Um, so we're working on not just the professional side of life, but also on the personal side. So those hours can be used um, for anything you need to better leverage your time.
2: Yeah, and and I think people that are going into retirement, you know, even if you're not working, you know, to to all of a sudden have a staff that you use to do a whole lot of things, and all of a sudden it's gone. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that this this staff kind of a thing can be used for personal use as well as business use, and that just expands what people can do with us.
3: Yeah, and our entry point is about an hour a day of support. So it's 20 hours, of twenty. excuse me, 25 hours per month, an hour a day of help.
2: Yeah, cool. And I know that fits me pretty well. And I also know that I have the ability to expand my hours when I need it for special projects. So your, your system works great. And uh, now I want to get into something a little different, because one of the traits of the luckiest people in the world is knowing where you're going. And when we had kind of our pre-interview, you added something to this that I'm stealing, by the way. So it's no longer <laughs> yours, it's mine. Okay. And that's knowing where you're going, but being prepared to pivot. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about some of the things that happened during this virus thing to you and, and why this, why it's important to know where you're going, but also why the pivot comes into play.
3: Yeah. So we follow a program called EOS, the Entrepreneur's Operating System. And as part of that program, we have a 10-year vision, a five-year plan, a three-year plan, a one-year plan, and a quarterly plan. So we have a vision around where we're going and what we're going to be doing each year to get there, what it looks like you know, three years from now, what does the company look like? But nowhere in that plan... Is there COVID or the impact of that on my business, which was, you know, not just the mothers that I employ being impacted, but our clients are small business owners. So they were deeply impacted, freaked out. We were, we lost about 25 to 30% of revenue in a matter of a couple of weeks, mm. which I know is not as significant <laughs> my friends um, experience, but it was still really scary and terrifying for us to go through that. Um, and so we, we had just going into COVID, we had just had our quarterly planning session for, um, Q2. Um, so we had just set our plans and like, right. as this was all happening? So we really had to change a lot of our priorities for the quarter to be able to address the energy that had to be put in to deal with everything that was happening in the world
2: has an impact of the business. So, so what do you think is going to happen going forward? So, uh, uh, you know, I hate the word new normal, so we've adopted this thing called normal 2.0, which is where we're going, and and maybe we'll even get to normal 3.0 and 4.0 <laughs> and 8.0 or whatever. But, but uh, you know, you've learned a lot from this experience of pivoting, okay? <laughs> and and where do you see changes in the way you do business going forward and the way some of the people that you work with do business?
3: Yeah, I mean, overall, once you get past the shock and awe of what happened in March and April and <laughs> May and June, um, it's been very, It's we're very busy right now. So we're selling more than we ever have because now I'm not fighting that battle of trying to educate people why remote works, like remote works because it needs to. So, we're growing very quickly um, because of that. So, we're pretty much back to where we were pre COVID revenue wise. Um, but one of the ways that we're impacted maybe negatively is one of my value propositions in, in hiring was it was a remote admin job. But now, most jobs that are administrative are going to be remote. So, I'm going to be feeling it on the talent side, trying to find what makes us different from other employers and be able to express that to you know, ideal 15
2: members. I don't think so, Emily. You have kids day camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But
3: I, you know,
1: I was just, gonna, I've been thinking while we've been talking and, and um, about 14, 15 years ago, I was working with Ray, but I did not come into the office every day because I um, lived in the city and did not have a car. So I worked several days from home. And at that time, um, it was a having people work from home was a, big problem to a lot of managers because they were afraid that the, their employees weren't really putting in the time or that they were you know doing their home chores and and you know maybe not even sitting behind the desk and um, so I think for a lot of people this was a very rapid indoctrination not only for the employees who had to learn how to be a little bit self-disciplined but also for management to accept the fact that people are going to work from home and they're going to do the job.
3: Right. But I think it's worth noting, like, none of us were doing this with kids home.
1: Right. Right.
3: right. (laughs) Yeah. It's different. And so this isn't like normal remote work. This is like crisis remote work. So there is a difference between what, you know, before we went into this till to now on our side.
2: Well, you know. Unfortunately, Emily, our time is up already. Time flies when you're having fun. But, <laughs> but in, in a closing comment over here with you, uh, you know, one of the things that I've found is I didn't have to worry about this. Okay? And that was the beauty of, of not trying to do the remote stuff myself, but to have an experienced team behind me who was going to worry about all these problems for me, who had many of them solved before. And, mm-hmm. and figured out how to do it. And my life just kind of went on the way uh, it did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I uh, wrote your check every month, and I bought so many hours, and my uh, assistant showed up with a bright, shiny face, you know, on, on Zoom, and, and all of a sudden, things were done. And, uh, you know, thank you for making my life consistent and wow. uh, continuous and uh, happy. How's that?
3: Right. <laughs> We love working with you.
2: So, Emily Morgan, Delegate Solutions. Uh, Emily, give us your website if people want to reach you, and we'll post it on our uh, our, our podcast notes, too.
3: Yep, it's uh, www.delegatesolutions.com
2: easy peasy. Easy enough. So, Emily, Morgan, thanks for being with us. And you are one of the luckiest people in the world. You exude all of the things that the luckiest people do. And it's been a pleasure to be associated with you. And uh, if this COVID stuff goes out, maybe we can actually go out and have a drink again or something like that, right? (laughs) So, so, uh, have a great day. And let's take a quick break and come back and kind of close up.
0: You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information.
1: Welcome back again, and thank everybody for listening. Um, this this uh, whole thing that Emily is doing with Delegate Solutions is, um, it's I think it's cutting edge. And I, I hope that uh, the listeners um, got some really good information and might even be availing themselves of her services.
2: Yes. And uh, we will be back next week with another guest, another one of the luckiest people in the world. And we hope you continue to listen and we hope you continue to look at these luckiest people and figure out why and how you can steal things from them and make your life luckier (laughs) and luckier and luckier. So see you next week, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules, a podcast designed to help you live your life the way you want and give you what you need to make it happen. Join us in two weeks for our next exciting topic on Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the
3: luckiest guy in the world.